So the reading today is from Ephesians 4, 2 through 6, and I will be reading out of the NIV translation. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the spirit through the bond of peace. There is one body and one spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. Heavenly Father, we are so thankful for this opportunity to be together this morning, Lord. We are so thankful that you have blessed us with the ability to read your word to really lean into you, Lord, to grow with you alongside our sisters and brothers. I pray this morning for Pastor Magdiel, Lord. I pray that you would speak your words through him. I pray that you would open all of our ears and our hearts and our minds to what it is that you want to say to us this morning through Pastor Magdiel and through the fellowship with one another. We love you and we praise you. Amen. It's on. Yeah, it's working. Perfect. Great. Okay. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Buenos dias, church. Yes. Yes, I love to say that. <laughs> it always feels good. Um, this morning, it's a good morning, and also my parents are here visiting from Mexico. Uh, so, even though they're not members of Renew, since I've been part of Renew for the past seven years, they've been coming in and off you know, to visit. They spend time with us. And they were here when we transitioned from Norgate. And they actually took a picture. I have a picture I'm going to show you guys that. But um, yeah, it's good to have family here. My brother got married last week. So I'm sure he's, he's in Maui, you know, enjoying the sun. Yeah, poor Rudy. Uh, <laughs> well. And I know we pray. Thank you so much, Allison, for reading the scripture. But um, this morning has been a little, you know, like technical issues, like back and forth. So why don't we just join again in prayer so I can just kind of maybe relax and <laughs> uh, start a good sermon. So why don't you join me in prayer? Why don't we pray together as a community we are? Uh, for our hearts, for our lives, for the things that are happening in our lives. So let's pray. God, we're so grateful, we're so thankful that, um, that you're here with us this morning. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for the many, many ways that you're showing us your love and abundance every single day of our lives. We love you, we praise you, and we just want to honor you this morning, coming together as the body, just to worship you and to seek from you, to receive from you what you are telling us to do. Thank you, God. I just pray that you can just put that peace in our hearts, that joy, whatever we're looking for this morning. I pray that we can receive that from you as a gift 
and thank you so much for everyone that is here in person, for everyone that is like online, uh, wherever they are, we're grateful. And you know we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay, I feel so much better. Well, as you all know, we are in our series, One Another, right? How many of you remember last sermon or the sermon six weeks ago? Yes, all of us, right? <laughs> Don't tell Pastor Dave, he's with the kids. <laughs> well, I just gonna like do a recap really quick. So there's been six sermons for the guys, for the people who doesn't know, it's been six sermons so far since we started this series. And I know you guys remember the first one, right? Wash another feet. That was our first one. The second one, wait for one another. Third one, sing to one another. The fourth one was forgive one another. Fifth one, carry one another. And this one, this is actually the sixth one. It's called, I titled my sermon, Be Patient with One Another. I really wanted to title like uh, Be Humble with One Another, but then I started thinking about it like, wow, I don't know if I want to put it that way, so I changed it. <laughs> but uh, in this passage that Alison read, we see how the community of believers is showing the unity that we can provide in a powerful way. How we are appealing, you know, that witness to the whole world. It reveals a redeeming and reconciliation power of Jesus through us. It shows that relationships can, be, can withstand the disappointments, the pains of daily life. Unity also enables the body of believers to resist the pressures of this world, to care for those in need, and to take the gospel, the good news, everywhere we go. Living with humility, living with gentleness, and living with patience, it's hard. But why? You might ask. I ask that question. Why is it so hard? Since we all know who lives in us, right? Jesus, if you are a believer and you confess not only your sins, but you confess that you recognize that Jesus is our Savior, you know all of this is true, right? We read in Scripture we come here on Sundays, we fellowship with one another, and we recognize these things. But why is it so hard? Why is it so difficult for us sometimes? If you uh, remember, Pastor Dave likes to share his stories. 90% of his sermons about food. The other, <laughs> the other like, rest of it, it's about you know, how difficult it is. When you go in traffic, you know, you, ah, you wish you can say something not really nice to the person who cut you off. And uh, that is hard. You know, even for pastors, like, we struggle with that. And I'm going to talk about my own struggles, because I don't know your struggles, but God knows. And I think even though I don't know every single detail of what you're struggling with, I'm sure there will be a lot of things that were aligned, because we're human beings. That's just reality. If you know in the beginning in Genesis, it's a cool story about Adam and Eve, right? They were enjoying the garden 
Everything was provided. God created them and everything around them just for them to enjoy. But what happened? They were living in humility, yes. They were gentle with one another, yes. Patience with one another, probably. They were probably the, you know, they have the first marriage uh, fights, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, it was something just unique, right, and beautiful. What happened with that sin came in to the mix? Well, they got kicked out. We all know the story. My point with this is because when that happens, all of that was basically gone. They will have to face life in a different way as the way we're facing life right now, all of us. So by, the, by God's grace, he sends his son, and all of that was redeemed. So we're not in a garden anymore where all those nice things are happening, but we know God lives in our hearts, and because he was humble to come to this world and die for all of our sins, that same peace, that same uh, humility can live inside of us. And sometimes I feel like, you know, that garden is still in here. When you enjoy your community, your family, other believers, that peace, that gentleness, you can have a glimpse of that in your heart. And that was a passage that, you know, when I was, this is nothing new. I read this passage many times. But when I decided to preach about this, I wasn't sure what God was, you know, putting in my heart. To be completely honest, I really lack a lot of those things. And I struggled with a lot of those things my, my entire life, probably as many as you have as well. So, God expects us to utilize these three fruits of the Spirit, right? As we encounter the faults of others, we need to understand what these three fruits mean and what they look like when we utilize them. So what does that mean? Because we tend to look up ourselves. You know, you look after yourself, right? And I, I think that's when it comes to a little bit of selfishness. When I'm hungry, I don't ask my family, my brothers, my wife, like, do you want to eat? No, I go and make myself food. Maybe they're probably hungry too, but... I'm a little bit selfish because I'm thinking about you. You look after yourself. And that's just human nature. That's who we were wired, we can say. So we, our nature tends to lean towards self-protection. Our natural reaction to being hurt, to put our defenses and demand retribution. So basically we're not practice being humble, being gentle, right? It's the opposite of what I'm saying. So I would like to take that with a story that I was reminded this week because my parents are here. That actually, uh, I probably have shared it with family members and other people, but I have never shared it here at, this, at, at the church, especially not in a sermon. So when I say that I struggle being patient, being humble, and being gentle, I wanted to 
for you to know the extent of that. So my story goes back when I was like in first grade. And this is the story. I grew up in a Christian family. My parents are pastors since I was a baby. Obviously, I grew up with uh, Christian values, went to church every Sunday, and not only on Sundays. During the week, you have other service. In the Latino church, you have multiple service during the week. So uh, I know about the gospel. I know about Jesus. And I knew I have to be a representation everywhere I go. That means school. First grade, first day of school. I have uh, three boys that were really bullied. And they always picked on me and hit me. And I went back home. I was like, Mom, these kids are mean. And I know I can take them down. It's like really easy. I know I can do it. But I know I'm not supposed to. What, are you, what should I do? My mom told me, you need to pray for them. You need to ask God to give you the patience to be humble, to be gentle. And even though I didn't like it, I was okay. And I did it. But it wasn't long enough when I got tired of it. <laughs> Jesus didn't answer my prayers. Jesus didn't show up to protect me and defend me. So I, st I need to stick up for myself. And what do you guys think I did? <laughs> Take a wild guess. Um, I was fed up. I've always been a small guy. I've never been, you know, big. Always in my class, uh, classmates, they always went bigger than me. And, um, but I'm not weak. I thought I was a weak. I said, well, you know, let's put this to the test. If I punch this kid and I win, good. If not, I'm going to get beat up pretty much. <laughs> so uh, I don't remember, but like something came over me that I didn't like it. But at the same time, I kind of enjoy it. It was this anger that built up inside of me that I was, it was new to me. And I'm telling you, when I start like, this kid, this kid with the other two boys came and do the same thing, slap me and push me around. And this time I climbed into a tree, a small tree. And the boy was going after me. And we were maybe about three, four feet high when I stopped. And I look at him, you better stop, because I'm gonna hit you. And he looked at me, no, you won't. And I didn't react, I didn't do anything, and I punched this kid. So these kids don't do it. You know, your parents, like, they need to talk to you after that. <laughs> and I remember when that feeling came. It felt really awful. But at the same time, like I say, I enjoy it a little bit. Because I, I punched the kid, and it felt good. And I was like, that's not right. And that was the first time that I got into a fight with another boy. First grade. What, what a nice way to show you know Jesus' love to people who don't know Jesus, right? Being a PK. So the story with this that I related is because of that. Self-protection. We're not created to live in humility. 
to be gentle, to be patient as a human being, right? But when, when you're born again through Jesus, those are the fruits of the Spirit that live inside of you. And we need to show that. That's what I say. Why is it so hard? Why is it so difficult? I know that was wrong. I know that that wasn't what God wanted for, for my life. And I struggle with that. I have no patience to wait for God to work in this boy's life. I took matters on my own hands. And to the rest of my life, like, I always try to do that in a different way. Yeah, I, I, I not always, you know, try to fight, that's not what I'm saying. But I struggle, how do you balance that out as a Christian? How do you balance that out? To be humble, to be gentle. There's another verse that I want um, to read. Um, I think it's on the slides. It says, Colossians 3, 12, 13, from the NIV version. There you go. Therefore, as God chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourself with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord has forgiven you. Through my whole life in school, I was looking again to find that peace in my heart, to recognize who God was. It wasn't until I was 12 when I made the decision to give my life to Christ, even though I grew up in a, you know, Christian family, and I know Christian values, and I know the Bible, but that was when I made that decision because I really, really, really wanted to experience the relationship with God in a way that me knowing that I was in any of these things, I wanted God to work in my life and bear those fruits to be a blessing to my community, to be a blessing to the other kids in my school, to show them that even with the hard stuff that happens in my life, even when they were mean, I can still reflect what Jesus was in my life. And that's what I say that is not easy, because I tried on my own. I did. I tried. But it wasn't until that moment when I said, Jesus, I want you to transform my life. I want you to shine your face on me, because I don't know how to do this. I have no clue. I mean, I know what it says in the Bible, but it, you know, sometimes I don't understand half of it, especially being a kid. Patience, I have no patience. I'm the most impatient person you can ever meet. And even now, God is still teaching me that. Maybe because my parents were pastors, I tried to maybe rebel, I don't know. But uh, yeah, patience was what, not, not one of my strong suits. But the reason that this passage is so powerful for me, and it still speaks truth in my life, it's not because I'm the most humble person. 
is because even with those things that I'm struggling with, I ask God every day, says, Jesus, I want to do what you want me to do every single day of my life, even when my struggles, even when I, I know I can do it on my own, I need to ask him to help me with this. Probably, I, I think we all grown up now, we're adults, we know when we need to like, you know, hold them in some things that we want to say to someone. We need to practice being humble. We need to practice being patient. And we need to love one another. Even when it's difficult. Even when we sometimes we don't want to do it. But what is the focus of all of this, if you ask me? What is it that we need to do? And why is it so hard? I don't have the answer for that. The only thing I can tell you is my experience. When I found out that I needed to work on some stuff in my life, what is it that I did? I cry out to God and I ask him, I need to be a better me, a better version of myself. Follow my knees and ask my father that is in heaven. I'm struggling with this. I want to love my neighbors. I want to love the people that is around me. Because I think, you know, growing up, I was hurt a lot. My parents were doing ministries, as long as I remember. And I was, maybe they don't know this, but I was being bullied all the time. Because I'm supposed to be the, the nice Christian boy in the whole neighborhood. The neighborhood I grew up, it was really, like, rare to see other Christians. And my parents, like, they started as more like a soup kitchen when they, like, they uh, make breakfast every morning on Saturdays for the whole community. Sometimes we have like 100, over 100 kids uh, in our house, and that became a church later on. Uh, they've been doing ministry there for like 25 years, and as long as I remember, that's been my life, right? And I didn't want to have like any bitterness against anyone, and I don't know why that happens. You know, I, I struggle with that. And even though I was helping my parents, sometimes, you know, the same kids that came to the breakfast, they were the ones at school, they were just bullying me, like, why? But God showed me through that, the, the, the love that he gave us, sometimes, it's like we don't, sometimes when you love someone, you expect them to love you back, right? That's just how we are. But God, can show you a whole different level of love. When he gave his life, Jesus, for all of us and died for all our sins, obviously he knew us, right? But his love, it's above all of, of that. His love goes beyond of that, beyond our own understanding. So, I want us to just recognize the freedom that we are seeking for is something that we're not going to be doing with our brains because we're smart, because we have our own wisdom, because we know the truth. It's because God is working through your life, through your heart. 
in a way that you don't even imagine. So I want to take some time and to just think what patience means for you. What are the things you're struggling this morning? What are the things you're struggling in your life that you want God to help you with? What is it that your ability is limited, right? But what is it that you want God to work in you so he can use your life in a powerful way? Renew, it's been a blessing for my life since I uh, came here over seven years ago. Renew has been a place that I have found, you know, all those things that I have been mentioning, how to be humble, how to be patient. And it's something that has helped me grow as a pastor as well. And the first time someone called me pastor was here at Renew. The first time I was able to just preach and to, you know, follow my calling was here at Renew. But it wasn't until I did well all of this that I need to do in my life. Because it's one thing to know the truth and to know who Jesus is, but it's a whole different thing to really follow what he wants for you, to really listen, to really be patient, to really, like, have Jesus living in your heart in a way and that he is the one leading you, even when you don't know where you're going, even when you don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. Having faith in him, knowing that all the things that are around us right now, especially now at these times, it's hard, it's difficult. But the light that he brings into our lives is the one who keeps us all together as a community. And that's what I want for you. That's what I want you to experience, not only today, not only tomorrow, but always. And that's something that you really need to work for. It doesn't come easy. But my prayer and my heart is that you can find that every day that you can connect to the Holy Spirit, that he can speak truth into your life. I have a vision. I don't know if it was a vision or something, but a, maybe a dream. I don't remember. But it was like a, a table. And it was like, you know, like, maybe it was around Christmas. Maybe that's why I have that idea. But it was a table full of gifts and, you know, a bunch of names on it. Probably your name, my name was on, on there. But uh, the gifts, no one would want to take them. And they have your name on it. And it was, why is it that all those gifts, if it wasn't me, I just jump and just start opening gifts. But no one wanted to open it. It was a lot of people there. Why is that? Sometimes we don't get the answer, but my own answer was this. You know, God has gifts for all of you. You're gifted, smart, and beautiful people. You know your gift is somewhere there in that table. You just don't want to grab it or open it. Sometimes you just don't want, you know, God to use it in the way he wants to use, it, use your life. 
You want to be used in the way you think is the best for you. Sometimes we don't want to be patient. We don't want to be humble. We don't want to be tender, gentleness. But it's until you really make that strong decision to walk to that table and say, I'm going to grab my gift, I'm going to open what it is, and I'm going to use this to bless my community, to bless my family, to bless anywhere you go. The body of Christ is not just one church. We're all connected because we're all creatures of God. We all love the same God. We worship the same Jesus. And that's what it means. The passage just over and over and over is teaching us when you were called one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, one Father for all who is over all and through all in all. Amen? And I hope I make any sense of all of this because, you know, sometimes it's just in my head and it's a whole different thing when you're just trying to <laughs> express that. It's also another thing that I learned here. First time I preached in English was um, here at Renew. And to the pandemic, I practiced a lot. And uh, I think I'm getting better. Like, you might say, no, well, it's okay. <laughs> uh, it's okay. You don't have to give me feedback. Only if you want. Uh, but it's been an honor. As many of you guys know, this is my last Sunday here. And it's filled with a lot of emotions. And honestly, God has always been done, you know, put that in my life that is hard. I left my family to come here nine years ago. And that was hard. And I love them. They're here. I love my church there. But God has a different purpose. Sometimes I complain and I say, God, why? I'm not patient, you know that. This is my deal. It's fine. You don't know where you're going, you don't know what you're gonna do. But follow my voice. And that's always my the desire of my heart it has been that and my focus. Because I know God has a plan. And even when I don't have the answers, even when it's hard to walk humble, patient, and be gentle, God always teaches me that. Listen to what I'm saying. It's my deal. Do you love me? Yes. But you need to follow. You don't need to know where you're going. You don't need to know what's next. Don't you have faith? I was, yeah, well, and sometimes I doubt myself. <laughs> But I think that's part of life. Um, I'm going to close with the sermon with this. And then I have a couple slides that I want to show you guys. As a people of God, as a community, there's so many things we're going to face together. So, so many difficult things and trials that we're going to go together. You have to remember who is with you. You need to know who is on your side. And when I say that, obviously God, but also the people that is around you, your community, the people who love you, who cares about you. And that's my prayer, that you can find that. What is it that God is calling you to do? What is it that God wants you to serve? What is your purpose 
and the body of Christ. Amen? Okay. Uh, before we uh, close in prayer, I have some slides, some uh, fun photos, and we put that together at the last minute, but um, I hope you enjoy it. That picture right there, it was my first time that I came to Renew. As you can see, I was a little younger, now that I'm so much older, but <laughs> that was, I think, back in 2013. We were still meeting at Oregate, uh, I, I think what was before uh, Easter, so uh, that's the first time I came to Renew, and actually um, uh, that was one of uh, the last uh, times that I was gonna stay in Washington, because after that picture was taken, I went back to California and stayed there for like 16 months. And seven years ago, that's when I came back. And Pastor Dave was preaching, you know, his sermon sometimes, you know, it was about clothing. I don't know, remember what he was preaching about, but it was a lot of like clothes that someone was holding there for a purpose, I'm sure it was. Uh, and he's right there. And then the other, the next picture, that's when we, uh, as a community, we decided to make the decision to move to Linwood. That was on 20, 2017, if I remember correctly. And if you can see, I was on the, on, on the left side, just kind of like a, a squat in there, I don't know what I was doing. <laughs> My parents, I kind of in the middle, yeah. they were part of the picture when we uh, they made the decision to move to uh, Linwood. And a lot of those faces uh, are not around anymore. Uh, a lot of, you know, uh, transitions and stuff, uh, people, decided to stay in Seattle, but we moved. And that was seven years ago. No, I mean, five years ago. That's a picture when like, uh, Pastor Day went to uh, watch uh, uh, my brother Joshua's football game, and we took a uh, picture there, so that was fun. <laughs> and the next picture, I don't know why that's double, but uh, that was just hanging out watching the game. I think that was this year. Uh, yeah, the Super Bowl, February or before that. So that's another picture. And uh, more pictures. Uh, that was in the church. That was a journey to Mosaic that is coming up next month. If you guys want to know about that, ask Pastor Dave. And what is the next slide? Oh, things to pray. So as you know, I'm transitioning out. And I'll be needing lots of prayer. Uh, I don't know what God is going to do with me next. But I'm sure it's something good. He always has good plans. And I want you guys to pray for me. And the two things, well, there's many, but there are two really important ones. It's the next slide. Pray for Lisa and I. Pray for Lisa. She's been uh, always supporting me and such a great wife. And I love Lisa. And I just want you guys to pray for both of us, obviously. And then the next picture, please, please, please continue to pray for your pastor. Pastor David and his beautiful family. <laughs> Sorry, Camilla got cut out in the picture, but um, you should take him out for, you know, coffee. I think he loves um, uh, mochas. So, and pray for them. I know it's not. Yeah. I say that with his faces all the time. Continue to pray for them. And uh, if you don't know, like uh, October is um, uh, Pastor's Appreciation Month, so get him a coffee or something, love on him, and 
Yeah, just make sure he stays out of trouble because I won't be here to do that. <laughs> okay, I think that's, uh, oh, the last one. I'll be always be watching for you. I'm praying for you. So, <laughs> so I'm not dying, so you please call me, send me a text, email me. And you know I love you, and I just want to say thank you so much for the great opportunities to serve you. And thank you for welcoming me and your life and in this community. And I always be grateful for that. And even though I'm leaving, it's always going to be a piece of my heart here for Neil. This is just my, my, my home church. And I love you guys. And I'll be praying for you. And uh, we, I hope that we can see each other soon again. Okay? Let's pray together. Father God, thank you so much for this time. Thank you so much for the things you're doing in our hearts and our lives. And thank you because you're always uh, working. You're always doing something new. I pray for renew. I pray for Pastor Dave, his family, and every single person uh, here that is with us, whether in person or online. I pray for this loving community that you uh, bring together. Thank you for working in all of our lives. I pray that you can, your spirit can just uh, move us in a way so powerful that this whole community around us, Linwood, know the things that you have for all of us. Let it be this place a light that can shine and that they can just follow you with all of their hearts. Thank you, God, for this opportunity of, and a blessing just to be here and just worship you and follow you. In your name we pray. Amen.